Today, gentlemen. Hello, boys. Good to be back again. Got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Got to try and get it in within an hour or so. So we're gonna jump right into it. Let's shoot the shit, dudes. All right. I wanted to start out with a quick little series one-season series that I ended up watching on Netflix this weekend that I saw a Facebook video for, actually, first. And it's called Magic for Humans. And it's a show, it's a magician. His name's Justin Willman. And he goes around and does street magic, similar to the kind of stuff that David Blaine does. But it's just one of those things where it's six episodes. They're 25 minutes each, so it's not a real big commitment between two nights, it took us like three hours to watch it, but it's just one of those things where I don't understand how they do some of this stuff, and I know that they're illusionists, and it's all sleight of hand types of things, but when you're making people appear out of nowhere and disappear out of nowhere, crazy stuff like that, like... I say I know I sent you guys that one video that was like the my funniest takeaway from it, but when they made that guy think he was invisible <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever laughed so hard in my life. Um but yeah, it was just kinda cool. I don't know. It was, um magic is one of those things where it's just so confusing but it's so intriguing at the same time that it's like an enigma and I can't I can't get enough of it. I don't know what it, Dude, I love magic. Right? It's, I think it's I the do coolest too. shit. I really do. And it's it's not, at least for me, it's not so much about like pulling off the trick and being like, oh, wow, that was amazing. I always am so intrigued about how they did it, and that's the reason why I love it so much. Um, back in like December, um, Lena and I went to this like magician house, I guess you can call it. I forget the name of it. Um, but basically it's a small little theater and there were a couple guys that did magic on stage, but then during like their cocktail hour, I guess you could call it, um, they had guys walking around doing magic right in front of you. And that shit just like blew my mind sitting there and watching it that close. Cause I was in like the third row for the guys on stage, but then these guys walk around and do tricks right in front of you. And I love that stuff. I don't know what it is like. It seems, I guess, kind of childish when you think about it, but that stuff blows my mind, and I love every minute of it. So I'm definitely going to check that show out. I watched the preview that night that you texted Jimmy and I. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, my uncle Steve would have this uh, magician come to the bar, and he would Andy oh, do yeah. what you said. He he would just he would walk around to the tables and do these random tricks, and <laughs> I would find myself like watching him, tr- like trying to catch him do something. 
while it while like a whole another trick is unfolding right before my eyes and I and I right. like could not tell you how it happened. It's it's mind blowing to me. It it almost sets your mind free for however long the trick is going on because you're just enamored with what this individual is able to do with either a sleight of hand or distracting you with one way and doing something a different way. It just magic is just incredible to me. I I I don't think you're ever too old to enjoy magic. I truly don't. Dude, it just I'm telling you, it does not make sense to me. And I know that there it's it's just playing a trick on you, but like who <clears throat> who thought of magic? Who was like, Oh, dude, my <laughs> sleight of hand is so awesome, I'm just gonna start trick it, it I'm sure it started out from like a thief or someone that used to steal I was from just people. gonna say that. Probably a I thief. Probably like do tricks and then like pocket pick them. But yeah, the show's really cool, so I definitely check it out. It's, it's it's and the guy I was telling Sean about it last night. He was like, "Is it better than David Blaine?" And it's like he's probably as good as a magician as David Blaine. But this guy has That's a way high praise has a way better personality. This guy's really funny. He does all these little segments throughout, and it, see the one the one thing that I don't enjoy about watching magic on TV. Is I think it adds a whole nother element that they like, can what did, do what, with yeah, camera like, tricks. What did they add? Like or yeah, how did they? Right, and, but and I know I know there's probably not a ton, but it's just if something if there's like a huge trick, right. I'm like okay, there had to be something that they did with the camera or something. Well, see, like that's that. why I love that I invisible trick because he had like a bunch of other people in on it with him to make. But right. the, the black guy was so funny. His face when he pulled the blanket off him was just like, it's <laughs> like, dude, I'm invisible. <laughs> you can just see it. It's so funny. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, all, that's all I had there, though. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Magic for Humans on Netflix. Yeah, I, def- I definitely plan to. I love that stuff. Um, I wanted to talk about um, there was a boxing match yesterday um between a bunch of youtube stars and there was an undercard and then the main event which was uh logan paul versus ksi which the paul brothers are pretty well known and then ksi and his younger brother deji um are apparently very well known but i didn't know who they were before this um but it, it wasn't so much about the boxing match, but it seems to be becoming a trend where they're getting money or pay-per-view events for these grudge matches. And I kind of compared it to the Phil and Tiger match that's coming Thanksgiving weekend. I think this is going to become a trend in the future where you build up this you know, grudge, whether it's real or fake or kind of played up for the cameras that they're going to do these individual events, whether it's a boxing match like these guys did or the pay-per-view event for golf. Um, I think this is going to become a more and more regular thing, and I'm totally here for it. I didn't watch any of this fight because I could care less about Logan and Jake Paul, but they've got millions and millions of followers and tons of people turned out and watched this fight on YouTube. They're doing these basically mini pay-per-view events. And I saw the it was this was at uh, Manchester Stadium in yeah. England, like a huge yeah. venue, and this looked like a real fight. They had uh, what's his face do the uh, Michael Buffer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you, I mean, you think about it, it's like you said; these are both fighters are have huge followings on YouTube. 
and they're all kind of mm-hmm. controversial and whatnot, but obviously this is sponsored by YouTube, I'm sure, funded by YouTube, pay-per-view yeah, on YouTube, so... It was like, I think it was their first, like, pay-per-view. So, I mean, these guys is... took it seriously. They were jacked for yeah. these mm-hmm. fights. They and definitely they're, took they're, it seriously. Yeah. Their pictures but, and videos were showing up on sparring and their workouts and stuff. I mean, you could tell that they were amateurs, but right. still, didn't it wasn't just too. Didn't it end in a draw though? Yes. The, so the the main, so yeah, the main event was Jake that, Logan won the first fight, right? Yeah. Jake, Jake Paul, Paul, sorry, Deji, yeah. which is KSI's younger brother, and then Logan Paul folk. Which just means they're going to be a rematch. Exactly. That's exactly so what they want to have. Did you see the one in the undercard, though, where they're boxing? The one guy started doing the shoot dance, and they were like, this is the most mm-hmm. 2018 thing ever. It's just... Seriously. So, I don't know. I'm all for this whole rivalry thing. The whole Phil Tiger thing is kind of goofy, though. Like, Phil, Phil, oh, Phil makes a Twitter... And posts a picture like he's oh, like he's that's, never that's, seen that's a camera before in his life. It's like how does his PR department? Yeah, that was so great. How does his PR department let that picture before. get posted on there? Where it's just like literally him looking like he's lost into his I, phone. I saw a super funny tweet because they had that whole Twitter interaction between Tiger's Twitter and Phil's Twitter. Who both you can tell just from their tweets and everything like that that they do not run those yeah. Twitter accounts. And then they had that jarring back and jabbing back and forth about the match. And like, it just seems so staged and I'm sure it was. And then I saw a tweet the next day with that picture of Phil, like he was going to work out that morning and it was just a close up selfie of his face. And it just, the tweet just said, okay, Phil, quick, send us a selfie. So it shows the, so it looks like we're, you're actually running this. Dude, (laughs) that gross the picture, picture looks like a dude who gets caught on camera at a sports game with his side chick or something. He's just like, oh, my God. No. He does, he does look shocked that the camera just went off right And face. then the official promo shot, it's got Tiger holding a left-handed driver. Did you know? Did you hear about that, too? Oh, I didn't no. see that. Just like, no. the, like the smallest thing, but just so how do you, how do you screw something like that? But, okay, the thing that kind of pissed me off about this was I thought – when they originally brought this up, I thought they were going to be playing head for head, head to head, and they were going to each have their own money on the line. I didn't think they were just playing for a prize pool. Like I thought it was going to be like Tiger. Like um, I thought it still was. I heard maybe not, but I thought I heard that it was like a prize. Like they're playing for a prize money. It's sponsored by someone. So or there's well, like sponsorships if, involved. Where where are they golfing? Uh, somewhere yeah, in Vegas. It's in okay. Vegas the day after say, Thanksgiving. I'll have to look um, into that. But if so, like I thought it was gonna be like loser pays ten million dollars, like at the end well, the, there's like the, the reason 20, I asked like because twenty million dollars sitting on the eighteenth green and then like the winner just like gets all right. the cash. If they were golfing where gambling isn't legal, they they couldn't do that. But right, since they right. are in Vegas and gambling's legal Dude, you know that these guys wouldn't put up their own money. How awesome would it be though if you just rolled up to the 18th green and, and it, there was just yeah like exactly the there's, of just there's just stacks of money all over the place. <laughs> you got to play around it. That that would be pretty funny. Yeah, I'm I'm totally here for that though. I think that's going to become a thing where you're gonna going off of right. the whole boxing thing, but now onto golf. I think that's going to be the next big thing where the next Ryder Cup or in reference to the last one where he had Patrick Reed and Rory going back and forth in that one match, 
the next year you could see them in a grudge match skins game, like our match right. play game, mic'd up and doing the same thing. And I think I think that's awesome for golf. I think a lot of golf fans are going to tune into that thing after Thanksgiving. Um, and I don't really think it, at least for me, it doesn't matter what it costs, but I can't imagine that's going to be more than 10 or 20 right. bucks. But I think it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, these sports need to start evolving. I think golf and, and mm-hmm. baseball especially um, need to start evolving and catching up with the times, and I think this will be a great thing for golf. Did you see the, the numbers for, um, what was it, the, the Open where Tiger finished, what, second? I mean, yeah. viewership was like 70% more than it was last year. Like, he does so much for golf. So just doing something like this will, I think, translate into more viewers for golf, which will just continue to grow the game, which is ultimately what you want. Right? Because you... What if, what if when he stops playing in tournaments where he's just kind of like, you know what, like I'm really past that prime where I don't think I can go out and win a tournament. Maybe it's when he turns like 50 or something like that. But what if, what if he just strictly starts doing these one-on-one grudge matches against a bunch of different people, like kind of the stars of today? Because I remember a few, this, this was a long time ago when I was a teenager and kind of just starting to get into watching golf but yeah they used to they used to to do this yeah they would do it was tiger versus they did like tiger versus sergio one year and they did um they did it for like five years jack jack Mm -hmm. used to play with gary player and yeah they used to do a skins match and they used to air it every year i think that yeah just like like that they could do tiger versus sergio like in mexico or something like they they Mm -hmm. could make tons of money off that because again these players don't really draw huge crowds themselves, but everyone remembers these little rivalries that they kind of had with Tiger. And, right. and these fans that come out when Tiger's competitive are the ones that are going to be like remembering those times when Tiger was awesome and staring these guys down and doing his thing. Um, so sticking with the sports theme, I want to talk about the controversy going on with Serena Williams and how the French Open um, won't let her wear... The Nike, um, I guess it, they dubbed it like a, a Black Panther-esque um, suit that was designed specifically for her because she has medical issues with blood clotting. And they said that pl- uh, uh, participants need to respect the game and how they dress. And this is the undoubtedly best women's tennis player we've ever seen. She's won like 20-some Grand Slam titles. Um, She's never been popped for a drug test. She is the face of the sport. She's She's dominant to watch. And I just, I can't imagine basketball or baseball or even the NFL, I guess the NFL probably, but doing something like this to the face of their sport over something that's just such an antiquated rule when you have guys like Rafael Nadal playing in man capris and sleeveless shirts and goofy-ass looking shoes. And I just think... So what is it, like a full bodysuit without the the skirt? Correct, yes. It's a a bodysuit, and I guess Nike designed it specifically to help her with her blood clots. So there may still be some wiggle room because it's a medical issue, and they can't... Tell her she can't use something because of a medical issue. But I just think the whole thing was asinine. I mean, she's she's the most dominant tennis player ever. She's one of the best women's. athletes of our True. time. True, right? You're honestly. right. You're right. I shouldn't even. I shouldn't limit <clears throat> it to that. Best female athlete probably ever. of our time. 
For sure, but you're right. One of the best athletes ever. And I just think it makes them look so stupid and so antiquated and so uh, just blind. It's so stupid when, you know, sports leagues do this stuff where – and granted, I mean, sticking to the uniforms and things like that, I mean, other – other sports have evolved so much. Even golf. Right. I mean, the littlest thing where you have to—they've got now got those mini collars that kind of look like they yeah, look like, like Henleys, kind far, of. Yeah, those little, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean that that little change. I think the players are more comfortable and stuff like that. And I think eventually you're going to have golfers playing in shorts. Um, but even that, I think golf and in tennis. They're such those uh, bougie sports, like the country club sports, that they kind of stick to their guns about this stuff. But you're right. If if you're trying to adapt to today's viewership and today's world, you need to allow this stuff. And especially for a medical reason, that's just so absurd. And then who better to kind of break down this barrier for, you know what, women don't necessarily have to wear skirts out on the tennis court right. anymore. Who better to do that than Serena Williams, essentially the face of your Correct. sport. And like Pat, Pat like, like you said, one of the just, best athletes of all time. And it, it just seems like an unnecessary distraction where I don't know what viewership is in tennis. I try and pay attention, or I try and pay attention when the major tournaments are going on, but I don't ever sit on my couch and, and watch a, a, a tennis match again like if, you, you just if, know that if, if it does draw anyone it's because of serena williams so why wouldn't correct. you want to do whatever you can right. to aid her being out on the court as dominant as can be it's right. not like it's better for the sport if she's not playing and if she's having issues with blood clots like you say why would you want to prevent her from wearing something that's going to help prevent that it makes no sense i just i don't understand like Andy, kind of as you alluded to, these the the people in charge of sports who just complicate things when yeah people want to be entertained. Like let them go be entertained. I don't understand exactly. why they have to. Who do you think you are? Us out of, who do you right, think yes. you are? Honestly, no one wants. No one cares who you are. They want to see the athletes out there. Right. Right. Agreed. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so I wanted to touch on. Something that went down was that fr- Thursday night or Friday night? Thursday this, night. Thursday night when this so, all happened. Thursday so, night, yeah. It's funny. I actually read the article before all the fallout happened, but uh, Uncle Chaps from Barstool Sports or Chaps, whatever, wrote an article about Pete Davidson, Ariana Grande's boyfriend, and the title of the article. Fiance. Or, oh yeah, you're right. Fiance. The title of the article was Pete Davidson has butthole eyes. <laughs> Which, I mean, that right there, I just, that's why I read the article. I was like, that's hilarious. So, and then you read it, he just talks about how his eyes look weird. And ultimately, he says that he confused butthole eyes for raccoon eyes. So, Pete Davidson has raccoon eyes. And then he talks about how he posts a video. He's like, here's a 13-minute video of Pete and his fiance Ariana being cute. And actually, her name should be Ariana Pequeño because she's actually small. <laughs> and that's how he ended it. And, it. and then, so this all blew up, though, because Ariana Grande saw it and then posted, responded back to the article or to the tweet that Barstool posted saying that, you know, he actually has an autoimmune disease, right? 
and just kind of calling them out. And then she commented back again, said, P.S. Butthole Eyes, in quotations, won't be doing your podcast that you've been begging him to do for like three years. So this huge fallout, obviously, this was good for Barstool because it drove a lot of page views for them and clicks on their site. And a bunch of medical experts came out saying that Crohn's disease would have nothing to do with, to do with someone eyes, having yeah. butthole eyes. So it was all pretty funny try, in general. And Chaps, if anyone, if this is to happen to anyone, Chaps will, takes this all in stride. He's hilarious. He has high haters on Barstool Radio. They do at night. And he read the article to like a backdrop of a harp playing with like a really like soft voice and just you know it's and then i think you mentioned andy he responded something about well i've had diarrhea for 10 straight years so until pete has had to wipe until it bleeds or something like just he's just ridiculous and this is all just until he until pete has to wipe his eyes until they bleed then come at me i mean and it's all just so ridiculous but Pete Davidson's a comedian, so yeah, I don't, he didn't care. He, I he's doubt. probably more pissed that she jumped to his defense like that because right. comedians know that what you're ruining my street cred. Exactly, comedians know that it's it's and he's not gonna take that to heart. Butthole eyes. That's funny. Right. I've never heard that before. <laughs> he probably laughed when he saw that. Neither had I. He's probably like, yeah, my my eyes do kind of look like buttholes, but um, <laughs> just uh, I don't know. It, it's just funny to me when, um, especially someone like Ariana Grande, like goes to the level. I mean, I guess it's cool that she's going to bat for her guy, but to to go down to that level to respond to media outlets, you just assume that people with millions of followers like that and have a PR team, you don't assume that they're really that active on their own stuff. I guess, but I guess younger people, it's different. You also have to have your gun loaded if you're going to go to bat against barstool and her coming out with false facts about, about crohn's disease right makes that even funnier that she went to bat for him and then came out with just complete see stuff. and the funny thing is like you say because i'm sure she has a huge army of fans too that'll come at barstool oh, yeah. but but the the difference is clearly she's soft and stuff like that is going to affect her barstool does not give two shits Right. The fans or the people that write there, they don't care about the fact that you're going to come at them my favorite, and, and try and say shit. My favorite thing about them is when they get into these Twitter battles that basically blow up into big PR things. They call it going into getting into the mud. Yeah. <laughs> and chaps, I know, tw- <laughs> I think it was like later that night after the article posted, he posted that one gif of that girl standing on the stool and just like falling <laughs> face first into like three feet deep of mud. Yeah. And she just disappears. <laughs> awesome uh, oh boy i just think it was so creative to call him butthole eyes yeah that was that was great and then Andy, like you said or pat i don't know which one you guys said it but the article wasn't even bashing him it was no, pretty much yeah. complimenting him and ariana grande the whole time classic see oh, didn't even so read she didn't fall for the clickbait no no she right. did not do you like apples yeah yeah well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? <laughs> All right, so how do you like them apples? I don't think we've done this for a while, but this is uh, a segment where we talk about something out of the ordinary that someone 
or an organization or whatever did that normally goes against their norm. Um, Andy Bear. I'm, yeah, I'm going to start it out. Um, I guess I've got a little bit of a boxing theme going on, but there was a premier boxing championship match on Fox Sports 1 last night, and it was the main event heavyweight championship. It was a boxer by the name of F.A. Ajagba versus Curtis Harper. And F.A. Ajagba basically walked into the ring. Everybody, they did their intros, they everything, and they got ready to fight. The ref kind of touched gloves. The bell rang, and F.A. Ajagba walked out of the ring and just back into the locker room. Yeah, dude just straight up left. He just left. I saw that. Like, this is live television and he just did not i don't know he hasn't come out and said anything he just didn't want to fight and i don't know if he was trying to prove something or there was some controversy going into this fight but he walked into the ring got all ready taped up and everything bell rings he just turns around walks out and walks to the locker room i thought that was the funniest shit i've ever seen yeah i have never seen the announcers were just like what is going on here uh it was just an all-time moment how do you like them (laughs) Yeah, I saw that too. I I actually read that it was something that he thought he wasn't getting paid enough for the fight. Oh shit! But okay. still, hilarious moment to just see the hype and the build up and the dude just exit like WWF style under the rope, just bounce out. So you don't think you're getting paid enough, so you leave and then get paid. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Interesting tactic. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. We'll cross over. All right, um, this one is it, this is really weird, but in that show Magic for Humans, there's a segment where he was talking about dogs or something, and he, they come across this guy who this this couple who has this like weird fetish and thing that they do, and I'll give you one guess what state this happens in. Florida, <laughs> actually no California, but oh damn. <laughs> Um, but it's called puppy play and it's literally like couples, like gay couples. And one of the two puts on these like plastic dog masks and crawl around and act like a dog. And it, and they they go to like groups and they like walk around with the other submissive dog people. And then they just take the mask off and do the interview on this show like they don't care and it's not weird so yeah so it's nothing sexual at no all it's just... it's sexual that's how it starts oh. out but then they have like meet up like puppy play dates with their so they're like furries yeah but it's like more like s&m kind of like black masks and it's like more the submissive we should thing. do a live podcast from one of those events <laughs> See if we can secure. I mean, man on the street. The, exactly. Oh my, yeah. So um, yeah. There's. I'll put the mask on. <laughs> All right. Didn't really have to. Okay. Didn't really have to push. There's gonna be no. There's right. gonna be no sexual interaction going on between the three of us. But just just to make sure we look legit and get yeah, in. Not between the three of us, but uh, you're gonna be wearing the dog stuff. So I don't really know what's gonna be going on down there. Pretty. 
I already got one. Pretty quick to volunteer there, too. It wasn't really didn't have to twist your arm that much. I thought maybe that would go to discussion. Like, all right, we're going to go to this. One of us is going to have to do this. Take it for the... Yeah, uh, let's be real. It was always me. There was no discussion. This was always going to be me. And uh, based on your blog name, I know you probably already have a dog name picked out for yourself as well. So You know, I don't, but I'll get I'll get right on that. How do you like them, Apple? All right, so um, Pat and I were texting about this yesterday, and I think we both had the same initial reaction and mine kind of changed as it went on. But Matt Nagy, head coach of the Chicago Bears, rested every single starter yesterday in uh, game three of the preseason. Um, This isn't necessarily new. I saw that the Packers rested a bunch of players. I don't know if it was Friday or last night also, and then other various players throughout the league um, yesterday and today. And whether or not you agree with it, watching Matt Nagy basically sit at his press conference and tell you, here's why I rested them, and this is my team, I'll do what I want to do, was very refreshing as a Bears fan because we dealt with three years of John Fox who were just like, (laughs) speaking his, his coaching lingo and cliches and would talk without saying anything. Then before that, you had Mark Tressman, who was like, well, we're growing the man while growing the ball. I love ball. Before that, you had... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, well, what was this one saying where he's like, I heard that. I didn't hear all of that. But what I did hear, I didn't hear any of that. And yeah. I was like, what? He's like, I hadn't heard that. But what I did hear about it, I liked it. But I hadn't heard it. Just like yeah. the most redundant. <laughs> I love ball. And then before that, you had Lovey Smith, who was he was good with the media, but again, didn't tell you anything. So it's it's refreshing, at least up to this point, to see a coach go up there, answer questions, like willingly answer these questions, give his two cents as to why he did it, and then basically say, here's why I did it. I'm going to tell you why I did it with an actual explanation. At the same time, it's my damn team. I'm going to do what I want. I just thought it was refreshing. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit questionable at first, only because... For Trubisky's sake, he's so inexperienced, but just hearing the right. way that he owned it, and like you said, he took responsibility of the team. He definitely is in control of what's going on in his with his team and in his locker room, and the, just the way he kind of described it, he doesn't think an extra 25, 30 snaps is going to do anything for Trubisky, so if that's what he feels, that's what he feels, and as the head coach, obviously, he has the right to make that decision, so... You you know you brought up to me too the the factor that they have the extra week this year having played in the Hall of Fame game, so right you know we'll see how this plays out. It could be a good thing with that extra rest. It could come back to hurt them. I just know that the starters hadn't really gotten many reps as is. Yes, maybe right. they're getting reps and practice and everything, but it's completely different getting game reps against another team's playbook and scheme because when you practice against your team over and over and over you get used to what they're running and playing against it so it's always good to see something else thrown at you to see how you'll react and prepare so we'll see i thought traditionally week three was the one where almost all starters yeah for like a half plus usually they play into the second half so that's why i thought it was this is when you're expecting to see the most work from trubisky because what, he had thrown like 12 passes maybe in two games, something like that? Right, yeah. 
So right. you're expecting him to go out and probably throw between 15, 20 passes this game, get some work in, really maybe open up, not open up the playbook, but kind of expand a little bit more. But Rodgers has only thrown four balls. Yeah. So that's the thing. Everyone has. Aaron fucking Rodgers. Right. Well, still. Came off a season ending. Well, almost season ending. Right. So, but everyone, again, this is Nagy's first shot at being a head coach. He wants to make a statement and do what he thinks is good for his team. And and honestly, they're not even. team healthy. Yeah, exactly. And they're not even opening the playbook at all this preseason. Anything that we've seen isn't going to even be in the playbook come regular season. So. Correct. Uh, at this point, I guess just I just want the regular season to get here. Then screw it. Fuck the preseason. They're not going to play any of the players. I'd... Let's go. Week one, September 9th. Woo! Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks from today. Two weeks. First game is in less than two weeks. Yeah, buddy. Woo. 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 Oh, hey, I know how we can decide. All right, uh, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, and then you have to answer real fast, okay? So uh, clear your mind. Clear it right out. Clear it out. Clear it, okay? All right. Uh, this is a segment that we've done quite a few times called Don't Think, Just Answer. Um, one person asks another uh, basically 10 or so rapid-fire questions, and that person just gives their first answer that comes to mind and just kind of rapid fire. So, Pat, you are first asking Jimmy. All right, Jim. I've got okay. 14 questions, and they start out pretty simple, and they get a little bit more complicated as we go on. So, how are you feeling? You ready? <clears throat> you need a second? Nope. Want to change your I'm underwear clear. or anything? I'm not wearing any. Oh, okay. You might just be staying kidding. in your shorts then. Just kidding. All right. Miller or Bud Light? Miller. Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth? Ooh, Evans. How many is too many slices of pizza? 17. N64 or Super Nintendo? 64. Pizza rolls or bagel bites? Bagel bites. Lethal weapon or rush hour? Lethal weapon. Worst fast food chain? Burger King. Is a zebra black with white stripes or white with black stripes? Black with white stripes. What would you name your boat if you had one? Uh, Stugatz 2. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst purchase you've ever made? <laughs> oh, God. Where do I begin? Um, <laughs> Stugatz 2. That is, that is a really good... Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't think I've ever made a bad purchase. All right. I don't ever have shoppers regret. What's a balls? body part you wouldn't mind losing? Oh man. Um, don't think. Just answer. My beer belly. <laughs> Who's the messiest person you know? Alex. What's an irrational fear you have? <laughs> an irrational fear I have. Yeah. That when I open up a, uh, a a piece of gum that comes in foil, there's going to be a little piece on there, and I bite it, it stings my teeth. I blow the gum. I go <laughs> to the gum before I eat it every time. <laughs> you you would have the weirdest irrational fear, <laughs> like right off the top of your head. All these questions I've asked, that was the fastest answer that you had, weirdo. The things that we've uncovered <laughs> right? with Jimmy. All right, well, here's another one, I guess. Most useless talent you have. This should be good. <laughs> 
I'm really good at spotting the really small piece of tinfoil on a piece of gum when I pull it out. Oh my goodness. Oh man. Really good useless talent I have. Um, well, I've been practicing at being a ventriloquist lately, so it's it's not going great. Dude, honestly, so Jimmy, right this is the third time you've brought up being a ventriloquist in the last week. I wasn't so kidding when I told really you I wanted to do that. You're really going for this, then. You're really going for this. All right. What's your end goal with that? He's going to get I a creepy-ass dummy that's going to haunt him like that episode of Goosebumps, dude. That book. I am currently I you, going dude. through different websites trying to design the perfect mini me. <laughs> I haven't found one yet, but I'm still working on it. We've got a fourth co-host coming to the show in the near future. Oh my god! All right, Jimmy, oh your turn to ask questions. I'm so glad you're done. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me pull up my list. Who's who? okay? To Andy? Yeah. Yeah. All right. How do you like your steak cooked? Medium rare. Cupcakes or cookies? Uh, cookies. Colby or LeBron? Uh, LeBron. Lexus or Mercedes? Lexus. Trojan or Durex? <laughs> Trojan. College football or NFL? NFL. Chili or soup? Chili. American whiskey or Irish whiskey? American. Apple orchard or pumpkin patch? Uh, pumpkin patch. But not on a Sunday. Not on a Sunday. 2% or whole milk? 2%. That's all I got for you. Jeez. Do people drink whole milk? I do. Real, man. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you drink whole milk? Yeah. I I did not know anybody drank whole milk. Jimmy, Is that, is that not a thing? Jimmy's resume continues to build the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> or no, the weirdest man in the world. Dude, wait till you hear my Laugh Royale skit. It's going to blow your fucking minds. <laughs> All right, we'll have that. We'll try and do that one soon then. Uh, Jimmy, I have some similar questions that you did. Okay, perfect. I'm ready. Uh, who am I asking? Me. Okay. Uh, summer or spring? Spring. Fall or winter? Fall. Fantasy football or regular football? <sighs> Regular football. Good question, Aguado. That's a good one, though. Uh, offense or defense? Defense. Chili or wings? Chili. Mm. Tough. Mimosa or bloody? Bloody. Screwdriver or bloody? Bloody. That's a tough one, though. Red, NFL red zone or live football games? Ooh, red zone. That's all I got. Yeah, that's... Mine, mine was getting excited for football. Dude, system. right? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Dude, I was watching high school football on ESPN yesterday. They had... <laughs> Did you bet on it? No. They had... Um, it was Alabama versus Georgia, but the, the quarterback for the Alabama team was uh, an Alabama commit, and he had like 400 yards and four touchdowns. This guy's like 6'5". It's like, oh, cool, Alabama's got this guy going to their school next year now. Awesome. Great. (sighs) Mock, yeah! The pick is in. Shakira Kwan, TGIF, Carter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to play that when we do Laugh Royale. Um, 
All right, mock draft. You guys know the drill by now. We pick a topic and we do a snake draft. Uh, one through three rounds. Uh, three picks or five picks. Five rounds, right? Five picks. Five rounds. Yep. Three picks each round. Fifteen total picks. Um, with the spirit of football coming back, we decided this week's topic would be foods that you eat with your hands because we often do so while you're watching football. I won't mention any foods that you might be eating then as to give away potential picks here, but you guys know what it is. Um, I think I'm up first this time. Yeah, I had the first pick last time. Um, okay, so I'm going to go with, I thought a lot about this one. There's a lot of good ones. But my favorite food to eat with your hands is crab legs. Mm, good call. I know it's kind of out there. Uh, I probably could have gotten it later, but not only is it delicious meat, but the process of getting the meat out of the crab shell is so it's an, an art. It's it's an art. It's so enjoyable to me. I love the battle of it's so satisfying it is you get that massive piece of crab meat out <laughs> yep. and just the way the work you had to put in to get it it feels so great <laughs> so i'm going with crab legs surprise number one or not who's up <clears throat> who's next go ahead, jim okay uh i'm gonna go with tacos nice because they're just the best uh i thought this was going to be a unanimous number one but buffalo wings yeah, could have gone either way for me. I had to go with tacos. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hold on. I got to keep up with my list so I don't double pick. Okay, coming back, uh, I am going to go with ribs. Mm. That's a good one. Classic handheld food. Yeah, yeah. More I'm, of a summer one, but... Great I'm going to go choice. with pizza. Oof, damn it. Yeah. I was hoping that was going to get back to me there. Um... All right, well, I guess that I'll go with a burger. Nice. Let's see, that's back to me. I'm glad you guys are doing things like this, because at first when I looked at this and I saw foods that you eat with your hand, all I was thinking of was finger foods, right. and I was like, wait a second, like, you eat burgers with it, your hands. Exactly. I was, right. Originally, I put finger foods, and I was like, eh, I don't really want it to be just that. Like, There's right. a lot of good food that you can actually... Yeah. Um, eat with your hand. All right. Um, so back to me. Um, yeah. This is tough. All right. I'm going to do a uh, pulled pork sandwich. Nice. Specific. Pork sandwich. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to go with tater tots. Ooh, tater tots. Love me some good tater tots. Um, okay, I'm going to come back with the Chicago-style hot dog. Nice. And then on the way back, I'll stick Chicago, and I'll go Italian beef. Italian beef. All right, I am going to go with, sorry, I'm going to go with nachos, specifically uh, Riley's nachos. I haven't had nachos from there in a while. Dude, next time we're up there, let's get some. They're phenomenal. Yep. Some of the best around. Okay, you said nachos, right? Yep. Yep. Um, all right, this is uh, 
running out of options. All right. I'm going to go with bacon. Mmm. Mmm. Bacon. Mm. Bacon. Okay, so this is my last pick then, right? Yep. Um. All right. I'm going to go with corn on the Interesting. cob. Yes, yeah, sir. I had that one too. I had some last night. Cooked it in yep. milk That's and butter. Doesn't even need anything on it. It's so good. Oh. I'm gonna. My final one is one that I tried for the first time like a year ago. A pizza puff. Ooh, dude! Pizza puffs are awesome. I remember eating pizza the puffs, dude. Ah. I have no idea. I I'm so I pissed I didn't pick that. Now, actually, damn it. Yeah, they probably didn't. I bet they're delicious puffs. along with the pizza boat okay. and the salad with the over the thing. ranch. Before dressing. you go, Andy, so good. pizza puffs are the same everywhere. Equally delicious everywhere. I swear to God. Okay. I've never um, had a bad so pizza I'm going to come back with fried chicken. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's solid. I can't wait to see what the listeners think about the the poll for this week because we all have the best lists. I, I don't. You can't go wrong with any of these lists. You all have good lists. I uh, I always like everyone else's lists better than my own. So, all right. Well, it's a solid list, solid episode. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We have uh, our recording schedule is going to be a little janky in the next weeks to come with some travel. I'm going to be traveling next week. Andy is as well. We're going to try and get something recorded if we can, at least a two-man episode or something. But um, And then we'll have another week back. Jimmy will be gone for a wedding. And then Andy is actually going to be gone for a month for work. Half, half for pleasure, half for work. But he's going to be traveling Europe, doing awesome stuff. So we will have a slew of guest hosts <laughs> who will be filling yes, in. Yes, we will. Um, in the four weeks that Andy will be gone. So look forward to that. But thanks again for tuning in, guys. Help us out if you can. Uh, follow us on social media, at Bros Let's Talk on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, we also have a website soon to come with a blog that we'll be launching. So look out for that as well. For Jimmy and Andy, this is Pat. Later, dudes. Peace. See ya, boys. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone can have. And we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. I just like the cycle.